You're listening to the American Scalds Nordic Sound Podcast, promoting Nordic music history and culture wherever podcasts can be found. and welcome back to the Nordic Sound Today. Today we will be continuing our Hardanger Fiddling Marathon with a discussion around a very important and iconic Hardanger Fiddler. But first, something exciting to announce with this channel. This week I sat down with none other than Alakar of Dreamer's Circus, who we talked about last week. We had a pretty fun and exciting conversation about the history of Nordic folk tradition, as well as the band's style and their upcoming album Lost Swans. This was the first of hopefully many interviews that will happen on this channel with active and performing artists in the Nordic music scene. Now, the interview will be going up on YouTube and on the podcast on Monday, uh, this Monday, April 4th. But this morning, that is Friday, April 1st, I sent out my very first email to my website's mailing list, and in this email was a link to the video to view early, that is a few days earlier than Monday where the video was open to the public. If you would like the opportunity to view this video early and not wait until Monday, you too can join the mailing list on my website, theamericanscald.com, where all you have to do is put in your email and press confirm. This is one of the benefits of being on the mailing list, so if you would like to also view future interviews a few days in advance, definitely head on over and join the mailing list. Now, some of you may be wondering, why a mailing list? Well, emails remain the only way to communicate on the internet outside of social media. There are many downsides, of course, to social media, and email will always be a way to communicate with each other in a way that goes around the ever-changing algorithms of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Because of social media, many posts can get buried because the algorithm deems them unimportant. But with email, there is no algorithm. It just gets sent directly to you. It is one of the few places left on the internet that you have full control over, and that is why I always encourage using email and joining mailing lists, as they remain the easiest and most reliable way to stay in touch with people over the internet. So with this in mind, I hope you consider joining the email list as we've already got a handful of folks on there, and I hope to see you join. Because again, it remains the most reliable way to get updates on the show and from me without having to worry about missing that ever-shrinking algorithm window. So with that bit of business out of the way, let's move on to talking about one of the most iconic and prolific Hardanger fiddlers of the last 50 years, Knut Buwen. So last week we talked about a younger, more up-and-coming Hardanger fiddler, and that is Johanna Flotorp. But this week, when talking about Knut Buwen, we have the opportunity to go to the other end of the spectrum, where instead of talking about a new and up-and-comer, we get to talk about a titan of the tradition, who has been a titan for the last 50 years or so. Buin remains a very important figure in the Hardanger fiddling tradition as he is seen as one of its main bearers of the Hardanger fiddling tradition, and Norwegian folk tradition in general in many respects as well. Today, to get a better idea of Knut Buin and his music, we will be talking about his 2020 album Sound of Telemark, but also in keeping this in the context of classical music, because this Hardanger fiddling marathon is to offer important context for composers such as Edvard Grieg, Johann Halvorsen, and Ala Bull, who were working very closely with Hardanger fiddling and the tradition, hopefully this marathon is going to give us a better idea of the tradition that these composers were working with. Now, the reason Knut Buin is immediately relevant to this conversation is because it was Knut Buin who recorded a very notable album where he would perform the Hardanger fiddle tunes which Grieg used for his piano works 
and then play them alongside a piano player playing those same tunes. So in this album of Grieg's Norwegian Peasant Dances, you get to hear the original Hardanger fiddle tune alongside the piano tune. No one had recorded such an experience before Knut Buen, so we will definitely be talking about this as well to keep it immediately relevant to the Norwegian History series where this week, of course, we talked about Edvard Grieg. So, a little bit more about Knut Buen. Again, he is an absolute formidable icon of the Hardanger fiddling tradition in Norway, and in many ways a bearer of Norwegian music tradition at large. And of course, no Hardanger fiddling marathon would be complete without him. He was born in 1948 and has been playing the Hardanger fiddle since just nine years old in 1957. And saying that fact out loud makes me realize that Knut Buen's Hardanger fiddling career is the same age as my father really makes you think. Since then, over the course of his career, he has made a name for himself as one of the most prolific icons in the Hardanger fiddling tradition, and has authored over a hundred original songs and composed many original Hardanger fiddling tunes. Altogether, at this point in the career, you can count over 300 unique compositions to Knut Buen's name. To further emphasize his significance in the Norwegian music scene, he has since 1989 been the holder of a lifetime government grant, meaning that for his life, he gets paid to make music. Beyond that, he won two Spellemans Prisen at the Norwegian Grammys in 92 and 94. He has the Lindemann Prisen from our friend Ludwig Matthias Lindemann, who we talked about in the Norwegian History series. He was the recipient of the Telemark Culture Prize in 1986. He was then knighted in 2017. And of course, he is a professor of music at the Norwegian Academy of Music. So, if it still needs to be said, do not underestimate the importance of Knut Buen in traditional Norwegian music. So while Knut Buen has a seemingly endless roster of albums under his name, we are going to be talking about the 2020 album The Sound of Telemark, which he recorded with renowned Norwegian harmonica player Sigmund Groven. For those of you who are more familiar with Norwegian classical music, that is correct. Sigmund Groven is related to Avend Groven, who we will be talking about in the coming weeks. He is, in fact, uh, Avend Groven's nephew, so there is a relation there. Now, about the album itself, from the album's Bandcamp page, they write, Two of the largest icons within traditional Norwegian folk music have finally worked together to deliver their new album, The Sound of Telemark. As renowned musicians on Hardanger fiddle and harmonica, these are genre-defining musicians who are among the highest ranks in Norwegian music history. Despite their lifelong careers, where they have met several times along the way, Groven and Buen have never worked together on a specific project. Therefore, what happens in The Sound of Telemark is quite special. On The Sound of Telemark, you will hear a truly authentic mix of traditional folk music and its many variations, some hailing from long ago in Norwegian history, and some made recently by themselves. Buen himself has written many new lyrics that they have composed music to, and have invited Norwegian folk singer Anna Gravier Klukken to perform them. In other words, The Sound of Telemark is the album for every traditional folk music enthusiast out there, and many more. Now that is quite the lofty album introduction. However, when you consider just the career that both Knut Buen and uh, Sigmund Groven have had over the last 50 years or so, I think they've more than earned the right to hype themselves up in such a way. So, without further ado, let's listen to one of the many tracks on this album. We are going to be listening to a beautiful melody known as Tjoneblomen.
Now, as you will hear in my conversation with Alakar, we eventually came to the question of what is it that makes Nordic music stand out? Because, you know, much like Ireland, for a region like Scandinavia that is pretty sparsely populated compared to the rest of the world, their music tradition has a pretty wide-reaching and international audience. And Alakar was of the mind that it's in the minimalist qualities of Nordic music. Not minimalism in the sense of, like, academic music, like with Philip Glass or Steve Reich, but just the general idea of minimalism. In other words, melodies that can evoke a thousand images with only saying very little. And it was this conversation with Alakar which encouraged me to choose Tjonoblomma from all of the tunes on this album to share with you. For this tune, Tjonoblomen, the water lily, is not only one of the oldest recorded Norwegian folk melodies, but is also one of the most popular. I believe it was first made famous by early 20th century hardanger fiddling sensation Gjerman Haugand, but since then you can also find it on albums from the Danish string quartet's Last Leaf to even many takes on the tune by Anbjörg Lien and even renditions by other musicians not necessarily in the tradition of folk music. And so this tune, especially in the way that Knut Buen and Sigmund Groven perform it unaccompanied, that is, they just trade off the melody between both of their solo instruments, that really stands as a testament to what Alakar was saying about the power of Nordic folk melodies. And even for those of you who remember the Alabul episode, that is episode 5 of the Nordic Sound series, Robert Schumann wrote a letter to Clara Schumann after he watched Alabul perform in person for the first time. And in that letter, he specifically noted to Clara that Alabul's melodies would pierce her heart. So, this idea of the Nordic melody is clearly nothing new, and dates as far back as Ola Bull's time in the mid-19th century. So as I'm inching this conversation closer and closer to classical music now, let's discuss Knut Buen's album of Grieg's Norwegian Peasant Dances, or in Norwegian, Slotter. Now, if you remember from episode 10 about Grieg, with Grieg's Norwegian Peasant Dances, his Opus 72, he collaborated with Hardanger fiddler Knut Dalla, who was one of the last living students of legendary Hardanger fiddler Müllerguten, who performed with Alla Bull. So above anything else, this collaboration with Knut Dalla and Edvard Grieg was very much an experiment in seeing how far you can take the piano in imitating the sound of a Hardanger fiddle. But in spite of the nature of Opus 72, it wasn't until Knut Buen and Einar Steen Nuckleberg, the piano player, made this album together, it wasn't until this album where people could for the first time listen to the tunes played back to back, first on Hardanger fiddle, then on piano, and decide for themselves where Grieg did something right, or on the other hand, just where the piano fell short in capturing the essence of the Hardanger fiddle's sound. So we are going to be looking at the tune Haugelot, because in my opinion, it's the best example of putting the Hardanger fiddle tune and the piano arrangement side by side. So first, we're going to listen to Knut Buen perform it on its Hardanger fiddle, and then Einar Steen Nockleberg perform it on the piano.
Now, I might just be a little biased, but I think it's pretty impressive how close Grieg came to capturing the sound of a hardanger fiddle on the piano. There's always going to be limitations, especially when taking a bowed instrument with sympathetic strings and playing it on a piano. However, I do believe Grieg got pretty close. And the reason that I believe that Knut Buwen of all people decided to take this leap to compare the pieces in such a way is really telling of Knut Buwen's ideas around music. Now, it's easy to perhaps assume that Knut Buwen is in the box with the more staunch and conservative traditionalists, just because of the simple fact that he's been playing the Hardanger fiddle since 1957. However, as Knut Buwen has shown himself, that couldn't really be farther from the truth, and he tends to err on the side of innovation. For in Grieg's time, believe it or not, the idea of taking Hardanger fiddle tunes and putting them on the piano instead was seen as a wildly radical idea, and the traditional Hardanger fiddlers weren't exactly a fan of it. Knut Buwen, however, sees the value in taking this tradition and expanding on it, as Grieg is doing by putting these tunes on a piano. And Knut Buwen's philosophy of innovation being the lifeblood of tradition can even more radically be found in the fact that he collaborated with uh, folk metal or folk rock band Gotha. And when asked about it, uh, he did say, quote, I consider every original and novel variation of traditional and new material as an important step forward for a musician. And in my opinion, it's the fact that Knut Buwen can both believe in the importance of innovation and experimentation, while also being one of the main bearers of the Hardanger fiddling tradition that makes him such a remarkable and admirable figure. For as I said, no Hardanger fiddling podcast marathon could be complete without an episode about Knut Buwen. And so, there you have it. If you are at all interested in learning more about the Hardanger fiddling tradition or familiarizing yourself with Hardanger fiddle music in general, Knut Buwen is definitely a performer to familiarize yourself with. And so, friends, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nordic Sound today. I hope you're enjoying learning about the wonderful world of Hardanger fiddling, and I hope you're even more excited to hear the podcast's first musician interview with Alucard this Monday. Again, if you want to see it early, go to theamericanscald.com and plop your email into the mailing list box. So, as always, thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the American Scald's Nordic Sound Podcast. Mm -hmm.